what makes you feel good, what makes you feel excited about putting on your underwear, excited about putting on your clothes. And it's really interesting because we've had comments, we get such amazing support from the LGBTQ plus community, but not just the queer community, right? Because we're just talking about clothes that make you feel good and help you to express who you are. Hi everyone, this is Helene and this is Coming From The Heart. Today we are so excited, Alexandra. Yes, we have Abby Sugar. She is the CEO of Play Out Apparel and she is in our house studio. Yes, we are so excited to be talking to Abby soon. We are so thrilled because she is our new partner or Play Out. Playout is our new partner, and the company was started in 2014, and then it went through a revamp with uh, E. Leffer, and that is her current partner, and we're just so thrilled to be partnering with them. If you don't know about their company, they are an all-inclusive LGBTQ company, and that means that when you're shopping, you're shopping for your style. You're shopping to feel good about yourself. So, yeah, we're just so thrilled. And, yeah, anything else, Mom? Oh, my God. I could just go on and on about this amazing company, Playout. I just feel that they just care so much about their customers. And that's why we want our listeners to know who they are. We want to put them on the map. Not that they don't need to be put on the map. I'm sure they have their own little community going on. But she was just so kind to reach out to us and want to chat with us and just get people really excited about their clothing and apparel. No, I definitely have to say that they're such a welcoming company. Um, As a small starting out podcast wanting to grow, actually back when it was Pride Month when we launched our episode about Aiden celebrating Aiden he's our pride I was tagging a lot of people trying to have everyone hear Aiden's story um, because what a vulnerable thing it is for someone to share their coming out story and so I tagged them they loved our stuff and we really started this bond and friendship and they have such an inclusive community and we just think they're so great they are so great And we're so excited to share to our listeners, Alexandra, we were given a code. We are. So we have been given a code. And if you listened last week, we are so now excited to share this with all of you. So our code is Heart Podcast. And how it works is when you go to their website, Play Out Apparel, and you know, you go, you're browsing, you're shopping. You're shopping. Yeah. Uh, you, You finally get all your cute merch. And when you're shopping and then checking out, 20% of your purchase goes to our nonprofit, which is Immigration Rights. And they are the leading LGBTQ immigration reform. And we just think that's incredible to be sharing some of what makes you feel good and helping others. Yeah, well said. So yeah, I mean, I love the clothes because I think I was saying in our last podcast, we were kind of given a little pre to what this is about, Yes, is that 
you know, often you go shopping and you just don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. in, in certain types of clothing. And of course, being, you know, if you are transgender and you're going and you're shopping and you go into a store, you may feel stressed out. And their whole concept, really a lot of their platform, is that they don't want you to feel like that. They want you to be able to just buy clothes that make you feel happy. And I know when I wear something that makes me feel happy, I have a great day. You do. I mean, look, when I'm at school, I might be a little, uh, but I think that going back to school in the fall now wearing their clothes, I'll feel a little bit happier. Well, she actually was so kind because she's sending us these two cool shirts that we actually can cut because they were extra large. And, you know, if we keep eating, we will be eventually an extra large, Yeah. but we can cut them. We can customize them. And I really think that's kind of what they want you to do with a lot of their types of t-shirts is to make that shirt feel like it's your own. Yes. And they also have really cute underwear with um, the flat um, pouch and then the non-flat pouch. Yes. so, yeah, it's really customizable. Again, all gender inclusive. Absolutely. So we're really, really, really excited to partner with them. And, again, yeah. that code is Heart Podcast. So what else do we got going on, Mom? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just so excited to speak to Abby. Um, well, today was a very interesting day because my kids went surfing. I went surfing. You did. It was quite the experience. It was the experience. And to do something fun in COVID is weird and thrilling. And yeah, I just had so much fun. My brother and I were out in the water. More like he was out in the water getting on. And I'm like, what? How? (laughs) I don't understand how he just like popped up. He, he is one of these kids that, you know, Alexandra will laugh, like, you know, he would be so embarrassed. You know, he kind of trained himself in all ways. I mean, he hopped on the bike and, you know, I didn't really need to do much with that. Although I think he wore out his training wheels, but, um, yeah, I really think he'd be really excited by that one, Alexandra. But, um, yeah, he definitely had an advantage I think over you because he skateboards and when you skateboard and when you surf or when you snowboard and any of those types of sports, you sort of have that, that rhythm of that balance going on. So yeah, he did really well. I think the instructor will give a shout out. If I say her name correctly, Casey Cassidy, Cassidy. We keep forgetting. Um, I forget. Anyway, yeah, a shout out to you, my friend. She was amazing, and we were socially distancing. She was wearing a mask till really she got into the water. So, yeah, we were a little bit of angst about that, but yes. she, it worked out really okay. I'm a germaphobe. You are a germaphobe. And a hypochondriac. Yeah, that too. In non-COVID times as well. Uh, But I popped up four times, so I was pretty proud of myself. My mom got some cute pictures. I did get really cute pictures. Yeah, she was like in the water at one point where to the point I was like, Mom, move! Yeah, she was like on. Yeah, she was not moving fast enough to get out of the water. What else do we have to talk about? The election's coming up. The election is coming up. Everybody should get out there and, you know, start figuring something out. I mean, you know, hello... Change, please. Change is on the way. Yeah, I feel like it's so now more than ever important to, A, know your voting rights, and two, to actually vote. Because, you know, it's prevalent to this episode, LGBTQ, we just had that landmark um, Supreme Court case back, I think, in June. Yes. But we still need to make a way forward, and we still need for people to feel like people, right? 
So actually, Stacey Abrams, if you're not familiar with her, she unfortunately didn't win the governor election in uh, Georgia in 2018. But she's a remarkable woman, and she started this campaign and I don't know, I guess nonprofit or grassroots, if you want to call it. Um, it's called the Fair Fight. And basically what it is, is that you can sign up and get information about, and also they go out and they support voter suppression. You know, you shouldn't be waiting no. in a line for four no. hours no. to vote and then have all that uh, messed up. And also with the mailing the ballots, ballots yeah. I'm talking to my friends about it who are poli-sci majors. I just, I pray, it's it's just going to be a nightmare. It's going to be tough. So it's going to be really tough. There's so many yes. ways for foreign governments and our internal government. There's like a lot of like loopholes. So what we're just saying is not to get too political. No. Go out, vote. And again, the website is fairfight.com. Just, you know, get up to date with all that, especially because we all need to be knowing what's going on right now. And by knowing how to vote, where to vote, and it encourages um, your friends, your family to go out there. And it just makes you a better ally for all these amazing organizations that we need to go and support. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that. Play out. They also um, talking about transparency. They donate twenty percent of their proceeds to many organizations. So, like we said, you know, you shop with us. You use our code Heart Podcast. It'll go to immigration rights. But if you're passionate about another cause, Planned Parenthood, exactly. you know, Black Lives yes. Matter, it goes to those organizations. And they're really an ally for the black community because it's Black-owned business month. And, yeah, so they're such a great company because their money is going towards good causes and money talks. Yeah, well put. Well, I am out of words today, Mom. You want, you want to, like, chime in here no, a little bit? No, I think you did a really good job. So anything else? Do we want to quickly mention the book club that we oh, yes. need to be reading? We haven't really no, read. No, we, oh, we, we will. We, we will. We, we, we've been no, so busy. We are yeah. on it. We are planning. Yes, got, we, ordered, we, we ordered from Amazon. We should get the book shortly. Yes, so you want to um, say what the book is, though? No, you can say it. Go ahead. So it's White Fragility. It's by Robin D'Angelo. And again, like what we were saying, the, the fair fight. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, it really is timely with everything we're talking about, voting, knowing your rights, because, you know, we all need to be up to date on racial inequalities. Absolutely. This is not a new conversation that has happened, but, you know... I mean, look, it had to take to 2020 for all of us to know. But you know what? Now is the time to be speaking about it. So again, it's called Helene's Healing Book Club. And I feel like Aiden's just in all of our episodes. <laughs> Aiden, hey, I know you're listening um, out there. But yeah, again, yeah. it's from Aiden's episode, Celebrating Aiden. Yeah. He's our pride. So he talked about his coming out story. And then he also talked about his book club. So we're going to get his book leaders on. It's going to be a great episode. But we encourage you, all of you to read along so that you can have this conversation with us. Yes. I think we really got to get going with that book. Well, I mean, yes. look, it be, by the time we coordinate everything, uh, yes. don't hold us accountable, but... Yeah, because then we can start discussing 
first chapter. Right. No, but I think a book I as mean, a whole, like a book. Well, as, yeah. or, you know, we could start mentioning people don't have that time on their hand to go through the whole book at first. I used to kind of break it up a little bit. Okay. I mean, well, look, you, you used to be a book leader. I was a book leader. Yeah. So however people feel comfortable out there, you can, of, of course, DM us mm-hmm. to uh, tell us where you're at with that. Hopefully in the nearest of future, we will have a website Yes, so, we are counting on our friend Alex. Yeah, to do Alex. That. Yes, Alex, you're going to have to help out with that. He's so a, he's a great friend. He is a great friend. Anything else to say before Abby? Oh yeah. So because Playout is such an amazing company, they're having a virtual fashion show. Oh gosh, of course we have to mention the virtual fashion show, Alexandra. Yeah. So if you go on their Instagram, Playout NYC. It's a virtual fashion show, and the submission deadline is August 16th, my dog's birthday, so... Our dog's birthday. Cooper, love him. Anyway, so 20% of the donations are going towards the Black Trans Femme in the Arts, and they're going to be choosing 10 people, so we really encourage all of you to, you know, join along, and we would love one of our listeners to, you know, participate in such a fun event. And wearing their clothes and different stuff like that, we would love for you to tag Play Out NYC on Instagram and us coming underscore from the Heart Podcast because we want to see all of you wearing their cute clothes. I would be loving that. Yeah. yeah. And also, of course, the models are not real models. They're people. They're real people. They're so real people. What a cool company and just like down to earth and real people. They are so real. And with that said... Let's chat with Abby. So you guys all know what I'm going to tell you. Sit back, relax, don't go to sleep if you're driving, and uh, listen to the conversation with Abby. Today, we have Abby Sugar, who is the founder and CEO of Play Out Apparel, Alexandra. So exciting. Yeah. She launched Play Out's first styles in 2014 as the first and only gender equal underwear brand to show at Lingerie Fashion Week and graduated from the Founder Institute Silicon Valley Winter 2020 cohort. As an outgoing, unapologetically queer startup founder, she strives to be a leading voice in and for the LGBTQ plus community. Abby's entrepreneurial spirit and unique personal style give her an outsider's advantage in the world of fashion. Hey, Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi, you guys. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, my goodness. We're so super psyched to have you. And how is the Bay Area of Cali? What's going on today in San Francisco? Yeah, so I am a New Yorker at heart, die hard. I like my black and my leather, uh, but I have been out in the Bay since January to specifically do the Founder Institute that you guys mentioned, and I think that I sort of scored lucky on the coronavirus pandemic lottery because it's been really nice to be out here with backyard swimming pool, open spaces, and hiking trails, so Things, things are going okay. We're surviving. Yeah, that yeah, sounds beautiful. Good. Beautiful. Open air and space <laughs> is like now the new go-to. 
people flocking cities. Yeah, exactly. People are flocking the cities. Yeah. So, you know, we love, we love New York, I we think do. as much we as you it. do. We miss it. So um, much. We used to live in Bergen County and mm -hmm. we actually, Alexandra's a little one used to look out a window and see the uh, skyline, skyline oh, and probably yeah. state building. So yeah, we love New York, but I think that right now people are just wanting to have a different type of lifestyle. Exactly. So they're moving away from the city and going to, I guess, suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. And your company is New York City based. Yes. And my best friend and co-founder, E. Lifer, uh, is holding down the fort in New York. So that's the other thing is with a lot moving virtually and remotely in terms of work and offices, we were already kind of set up for that because I did come out to the Bay in January. I was only meant to be here for five months to do this startup accelerator program. And so we were working by video and emails and coordination already when the pandemic happened. So it's worked out okay for us, but I do, I do love New York. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I get it. So, you know what, tell our listeners a little bit about what you're doing right now with this program that you're working with or for. Tell us a little bit about that, the Institute. Yeah, so the the Founder Institute program I actually completed. So it was a four month or so, I think that's the timeline, startup accelerator. And I found it very, very positive. So a little bit about Play Out, I know that you guys uh, mentioned us last week. And so my company, Play Out Apparel, is a non-binary, gender-equal apparel company, which means that we don't have men's or women's sections or styles. So especially on our website, we just offer styles of clothing and styles of underwear, either with a pouch or with a flat stitch front, depending on what makes you feel good, what makes you feel excited about putting on your underwear, excited about putting on your clothes, we are expanding into streetwear and athleisure styles. And it's really interesting because we get such amazing support from the LGBTQ plus community, but not just the queer community, right? Because we're just talking about clothes that make you feel good and help you to express who you are. And what's really interesting, though, is we have gotten a couple comments where people find out about us and they're really excited. And then they go to our website and they start browsing and there's no men's or women's section. And they come back and they send us an email and they go, I was so excited to find you guys. I love what you're doing. And when I went to your site, I was confused because I've been socialized. The first thing I do is go and look for the men's section or I go and look for the women's section. And it took me a minute to be like, oh, it's not there. And I don't need it to be there. So it's really interesting how, how people interact with our website and, and it's a new shopping experience, right? And how we do not have any subliminal allocation of gender. So I like to say there's no pink is for girls or blue is for boys. I'm going to put you in this box. And if you're a boy, you have to shop this style of clothing, these colors. If you're a girl, you have to shop this style of clothing or these colors. Because one of the things that I found really frustrating before I started the company was women have to wear pastels and lace and pink colored clothing. And the men's underwear was like superheroes and bold colors and very 
what I would describe as action oriented because women are supposed to be docile and compliant in the corner or something, right? I mean, these are outdated things that I think have infiltrated our culture so much that they insidiously affect how we behave and what options are available for people. Oh, that's so, that's amazing. And I think what you said is it's such an interesting point about how we as a society are so socialized to conform to these gender norms. Now, how does an LGBTQ person feel normally, though, when they go to a store that does have these stereotypes? Exactly. I mean, that's such a good question. And it's something that's really important to us because it can be super, super stressful, right? Um, We have our own experiences. E and I have had our own experiences shopping. And a lot of our customers have had experiences shopping where whether you're just in your gender expression, gender non-conforming, or maybe you want to wear things that stereotypically society has assigned to the other gender, but you do not identify as transgender. I think, you know, I don't know how, how educated your listeners are in terms of sexual orientation and gender expression and identity, but they are different. So if I back up a little bit and I say, you know, sexual orientation applies to who you are attracted to, And gender expression, which is a social construct, right, applies to how you express your gender in the world. And so when you are LGBTQ and maybe you say that you're cisgender, which means that you identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. So I identify as cisgender. Um, I was, you know, assigned at birth female. I identify as female. I enjoy, you know, sometimes I call myself a femme daddy. I like wearing (laughs) male male styles, right? And then E, my co-founder, identifies as non-binary. So the non-binary or transgender, when someone is transgender, that means that they identify with a different gender than the one that they were assigned at birth. And so even when you're cisgender, but you want to express your gender differently. You want to wear, you know, if you identify as female, you want to wear men's clothes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're transgender, that you want to change your physical gender. You just want to express your gender differently. Even when you're cisgender shopping in that way, it can be really intimidating and stressful going into the men's side of the department store, but there's no reason. It's just judgment that society puts on you, right? So I find those categorizations at, at regular stores really outdated and really unfair. And then if you're transgender, it's the same thing, right? Like you were assigned male at birth and you are female, you identify as female, you are transgender, and you you want to go find something really cute to wear, but it can be really, really scary, going into a traditional store and shopping in the female section because of how much pressure there is in society. So that's such a good, valid question for sure. Well, yeah, I think you you put it so eloquently and I'm just shaking my head and so is Alexandra because that's an education for me to really think about being in that person's body and mindset. I always say that in life, you just truly never know what people are thinking, or you don't really know what's going on in the head based upon your values that you're putting on them. And I, you know, and I think that 
I agree, of course, you're born a certain gender, you're labeled a certain gender, and that's basically it. And it's, I think it's wonderful to have this type of a clothing apparel line where you're just allowing people just to be who they want to be, feel good in what they want to be. I think last week we were talking a lot about your company, of course, yes. and Alexandra and I were both saying, what a wonderful way to express you. And yeah, I was just putting myself thinking about going into a store, being a transgender person, putting on that hat or that mask for a moment and being like, hey, wait a minute, what if I want something really cute? And then possibly a salesperson would come up to me or maybe not these days, who knows if anybody's even around because everyone's wearing a mask. But um, having that experience would be so horrible, like horrifying. You don't really yeah. even know where to go because you don't want to be looked at in a certain way, treated a certain way, because society, as we know, does that. But I'm hoping that that's changing specifically with what you're, what you're trying to do by supporting all different types of people. So congratulations. I think that's just so awesome, Abby, for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And I was realizing because I come at questions with so much knowledge and background information because this is my life, this is my passion, this is what I do. But I sort of got off the track of you were asking me about the Founder Institute. And what was really interesting was when I was accepted into this startup accelerator in Silicon Valley, which is very, you know, tech heavy. I, and, and maybe it's wrong of me, but I do identify Silicon Valley and tech as sort of very bro heavy. <laughs> and I was a little bit nervous coming out here because. I'm really gay and I have a really, really gay company, <laughs> right? Like I make really gay underwear and I was kind of like, well, on the one hand, they know what I do because I had to go through a whole extensive application process. And on the other hand, I was a little bit nervous being like, am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be able to make the networking connections find people that understand where I'm coming from and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And to my slight surprise, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but the Founder Institute was incredibly supportive. They see what I'm doing. They allow me the space to express myself. And, you know, what a startup accelerator is, is it's kind of like a business boot camp, right? So it's, an MBA maybe specific to your company that you do in 12 weeks to try and take it to the next level. And so it's really exciting. Um, e and I were talking this week a lot about just the growth that we've had in the last six months. And it's business growth, it's leadership growth, it's personal growth in terms of knowing what we're doing and educating ourselves and it's really exciting. This is the time. Yeah. It sounds almost like you had a coming out story, but for your company, Play Out Apparel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Alessandra, definitely. Uh, a little bit. I mean, I'm always, I did a podcast, a really cool podcast when I first got out here to the Bay. I was a guest and I don't know how many times I said really, really gay underwear in that podcast. So not so much coming out as just 
publicly showing up maybe yes yeah because there was never a i'm gay reveal because it's always just like we're super queer (laughs) right well i you know i want to get back to a moment when you were talking about silicon valley because yeah when you think about silicon valley when i think about that i definitely would have the same thoughts you know as you too and also my international connections to so many people i know globally you know with so many different international students who aspire to be in that area because of these large companies and all the tech and all the stuff that's out there. So it's almost like, it's interesting. You wanted obviously to be a part of this program, but yet you were still feeling a little bit angst about it because, you know, and here you're coming out, you're being so vocal and independent, but you still felt a little bit of that angst. So if you want to comment on that? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that Whenever you are a little bit different or there's something, I use air quotes, other about you, there's always a question of, will I be accepted? And this is true. I think that when, in my opinion, my experience being a queer person, being a lesbian, even when you come from a super accepting family or you grow up in a loving household, there's still, before you come out to your parents, for me at least, there's still a little bit of fear because you know that you're not the traditional or you're not the normal. And so I have a really great relationship with my parents. They're wonderful. I came out when I was 18, but you you still have this concern um, because you're other. And so even though I coming out here for my business, if we're drawing this parallel between personal coming out and sort of business coming out, moving to Silicon Valley for my business. And I am an adult. I own who I am. My company, as it says in my bio, is, you know, unapologetically queer. There's still, because of how society treats people who are different, a little bit of anxiety around that. Yeah. And and I don't know if it ever goes away. Uh, and I think that people, even if we're not talking about being gay, I think that people can experience that anxiety about many things, right? Maybe it's about a health problem. Maybe it's about mental health, for example, right? If I share that I struggle with XYZ, will I be discriminated against because of that? Because there's a lot of misunderstanding around it, right? For no reason, just fear of the other, perhaps. And so when I was coming out to Silicon Valley, it was like, just show up who you are. And I think something that E and I talk about a lot is you are meant to connect with and you are meant to find the people that see you, that support you. And if you're if you feel like you're breaking down are fighting to break down a wall and you just can't get through that person or that connection isn't the right connection because it's not validating. It's not uplifting. It's not meeting you where you're at to try and do what you're trying to do. And there are people out there that want to celebrate you. And so find those people. No, absolutely. Obviously well put. I mean, Alexandra and I are bobbing our heads. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think it's any better today than, I mean, everyone I think would say, oh yes, it's so much better. And people can be so much more accepting of someone who possibly, like you were mentioning, maybe has a health issue or anxiety. I mean, I think that possibly anxiety, I'm not saying it's mainstream, but of course we see all the commercials on television for different antidepressants. And it seems to be more of a conversation people talk about 
being bipolar and all that, because it's out there and we talk about it. But referencing back to being gay, do you think society is that much more open to it now? Or is it is it demographics? Is it geographically or, you know, of course, where you're living and, and so forth? I definitely think that it it has improved. Absolutely. You know, we have to always talk about history and the people that fought for their rights before us, right? At the same time, it definitely is cultural in terms of sort of more traditional locations, more traditional religions, the world over, there's a lot of persecution. There's still struggles that are happening. In the U.S., I think that we have come a long way and it is optimistic. Of course, again, different geographic areas are going to have different rates of acceptance. What I think is really hard in terms of acceptance is that a lot of things come from parents, right? Like little kids, they're not going to judge people. They just see a, a person. So whether that's racism, whether that's homophobia, whatever it is, it's coming from the parents. And what I think is scary, which is improving, but what's scary about coming out as gay is not knowing how your parent will react. And in the past, and I think this is true for my parents, I mean, you'd have to talk to them. But when I came out, my mother's initial fear that she didn't maybe didn't even have the words for but her reaction to it impacted how she reacted to me coming out was knowing that it's a more difficult path to choose right choosing a non-traditional path is harder and parents want their children to be happy and successful and so being aware of society's judgment and persecution from living right from being around a long time makes you worried for your children and then also having a dream of what your child's life is going to be you know grandkids whatever that is i think that now because we've made so many strides in the lgbtq plus community those dreams right as a parent that you have for your kid to be successful and have their own family are possible i think that 30 years ago if someone came out as gay they probably weren't going to have kids. It was much harder. Whereas now we have second parent adoption. In New York State, actually, we just spoke with someone who was involved in helping pass this bill in the past couple months. But you can have gay surrogacy, which was actually illegal prior to this bill that was just passed in New York. You can have the in vitro fertilization, right, if you're a lesbian couple. So if you want kids, you can have them. So it's not as difficult as it was many years ago. Yeah, I only hope that, you know, in the next years to come that we keep, you know, making these important cases and having more rights for LGBTQ community. Now, did you always know you were gay or was that a process? You want to describe what that was like and maybe when you realized you were gay? Yeah, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. I think that I knew I was different, but I didn't have the language when I was younger to know what that was, right? So when I was in middle school, you know, maybe like 11, meh, 11 12 to 14, I was obsessed. This is going to tell people how old I am. I was obsessed with Xena Warrior Princess. Obsessed. Okay. Or the original television show Charmed. 
they've done reboots since then, right? And I didn't, I didn't have the language for it, but I, I really liked these powerful female figures. And at the same time, my friends were obsessed with NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and... <laughs> Bands and whatever. And I just, I didn't really care. I was like, oh, my favorite Backstreet Boy is whoever, because I knew that I needed to say something. So when you're young, I think you just don't have the language. I think that that's changing. I think that with the internet, with kids being on social media at 12 or 13 and able to to see people's stories, right? Or listen to podcasts like this, then they're able to, to know what that feeling of of otherness is younger but when I was like 14 and like understood more about relationships and attraction and sexual orientation then I could start sort of thinking through you know yeah I was just gonna say I think it's amazing that your parents were so supportive and you had it sounds like a positive journey of coming out because not everyone does now with the role of social media and being gay do you find that you've created a community with play out online to help queer people with this journey absolutely so there's two things that are really important to e my co-founder and I um, one is creating this community and having a space for people's voices and people's stories and especially uplifting marginalized voices. So queer, trans, people of color. We have our community mainly on Instagram uh, because as apparel, we're such a visual company. But what also has been really amazing BC before coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Um, we would host community photo shoots. So we would have, and, and modeling underwear is scary, right? But we are absolutely inclusive. So by that, I mean, race, gender, size, age. So we'd have these photo shoots. And what was so wonderful for us was friends, influencers, just, just, normal people, we're not talking Victoria's secret models here, right? And you can see this on our Instagram, um, would come on these shoots and, you know, they might be a little bit nervous. Maybe they've never even modeled for a photographer before and you're modeling in your underwear. As soon as they put on the underwear or the top or the clothes, you just saw their face light up because it's about affirming who you are. It's about expressing yourself and feeling good about yourself. So that has been really important to us. Now with coronavirus, that has moved online. We work with a lot of ambassadors and influencers where we send them underwear and they do shoots themselves. And we want to foster this community and people finding support. We also are very vocal about our support of Black Lives Matter, about resources for the Black trans community. And to that end as well, the second point is that Liz and I are very, very committed to is we are a social good enterprise. So as a startup, we donate 20% of our net profits to nonprofit organizations that support the LGBTQ plus community and or Black Lives Matter movements. And I know that you guys mentioned this in the sort of little intro you did last week about Play Out. So we have, whenever anyone shops on our site, always 20% net profits are going to support 
those types of organizations. If we do work with specific ambassadors and they have their own codes and they have nonprofits that are close to their hearts that they want to support. And so if you shop using one of their codes, then you're telling us that you want your 20% to support that person's identified nonprofit. So that's really exciting. And I can tell everyone, you guys can also tell everyone, uh, but the code for Coming From The Heart podcast to support immigration equality, right? I set the code up to be Heart Podcast. So if anyone goes onto our site and puts in, we love it, Heart Podcast, it tells us, it tells Playout that you want your 20% donation when you shop to go to immigration equality that these guys support. Well, you know, I don't even know what to say. We are so excited for our podcast. That is so amazing. What I was thinking so much about when you were speaking is, of course, how you guys uh, differentiate yourself from so many other types of companies that may be similar. But I think you definitely have your niche because, of course, giving to nonprofit organizations, creating a community. I mean, what would you say is your competition or do you even have competition in exactly what you do? Because it seems so completely unique to you. Well, I think that the gender equal market is a new market. I think all, I I mean, clothing is clothing. It's a piece of fabric that you put on your body. I don't think it needs to be gendered, but I think that having that awareness is, is new, right? So the gender equal apparel market is new. We don't have a lot of competitors in terms of our commitment as a social good enterprise. It's something that, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, that approach to a for-profit business giving back and committed to giving back based on their values was first really started by Tom's shoes, right? They had their one model. Yeah. So they sort of, I think, initiated the movement a little bit. And with underwear, it's really hard to give one for one, right? (laughs) You're dealing with sizes, you're dealing with a lot of different things. So for us, what that commitment looked like was we knew that this was important to us and what that commitment ended up looking like for our values was making it a dollar donation. Yeah, I think amazing. Yeah, just the whole package, everything is wonderful. And it's so interesting with underwear too, because underwear can be very tricky, you know, with many people just feeling like not the most comfortable in it. And the fact that people will feel good in something like, as you were mentioning, it's a piece of cloth, you know, Mm -hmm. of some sort. Yeah. I just, and the fact that you sort of now have created this niche in a up and starting market, like it's amazing to say that you don't really have, let's say X, Y competitor because they're clearly not doing, or maybe they're not even around yet to even compete with you. You guys are trailblazers. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Now, going back to the nonprofits, how did you go about choosing them? And if you want to mention some of them on your website? Yeah, I mean, so for the, the background nonprofits that we always support, at the moment, we're supporting Black Lives Matter, period. Um, We did a huge fundraiser at the beginning of June when it was really important, when all of the protests were happening. And we know that we have a platform and that we can use our voice. And so for that, we did a 
a one day, 100% of sales, not profits of sales revenue, we donated to Black Lives Matter. So we ended up donating $1,100 that day and then an additional $168 a couple days later for that specifically. And our ongoing, because we think that that, you know, that's not a one day thing. This is a, this is something that needs to, to create change and needs to be supported. Not just, for example, in February during Black History Month, right? Not just one day, the first day of protests. It's, it's an always thing. This is systemic. It needs to change. And so for July and for August this year, And, you know, it's us running the company, so we can extend it. But right now, the 20% net profit donations are going to Black Lives Matter Global Initiative. And then, like I said, people that have codes. So on our website, we have a donate page that lists all of our ambassadors. And so the nonprofits that are on that page are the ones that the ambassador modeling has chosen. So it's things like immigration equality. It's things like the Okra project and that type of stuff. We're always, we actually said it yesterday when we were on our Instagram live on Playout NYC, E and I were like, part of being part of the community is that we want to hear from you. You know, do you have a nonprofit? Are you looking for support? Do you want a platform to talk about what you're doing? Get in touch with us. And we would love to to support you in, in whatever way we can. I think it's amazing you've cultivated such a tight-knit community. And not only that, such an accepting community. And I think that's really what we need in this world. And it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. I'm like, I'm speechless. Yeah, she is speechless. Yeah, I... uh yeah, no, I just think that like Alexandra mentioned before about being a trailblazer in this particular apparel industry right now, that I think that many large companies, quite frankly, I know we mentioned Lululemon before, um, maybe kind of looking out there and saying, hey, wait a minute, what are we doing for society? What are we doing? Are we supporting nonprofit? For example, um, you know, there's some cosmetic companies that are doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. There's Ulta that was doing some stuff. And I think Slowly, because I think change based on, of course, with COVID, but maybe even the change was happening before COVID. And of course, you know, on the onset of Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, that companies need to start to redefine what they're doing because people are definitely, you know, consumers and of course now our listeners are taking notice to that. Say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I want to support XY company because they're going to be giving money to an organization that I feel proud to be a part of. So it's not just about a company making money for themselves. It's about actually caring about what's going on with society, I think is the point. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, you know, we're talking about the the community that that we're building that exists, right? But we're we're trying to make all these connections. So we're building and it'll be live in the next month, a membership portal and section of our website to have those connections, to, to foster and provide space for that community. Because speaking directly to what you're saying about big corporations not paying attention or needing to start paying attention, there's actually been proven research that Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter, but some of the major social media platforms censor LGBTQ plus content. 
Wow. So there's things such as shadow bans. There's things such as, as a small business, you know, there's a lot wrong. There's a lot of difficulties with Facebook, but as a small business, their advertising costs are the most available to me, right? Some things are, are way too expensive. Facebook gives me access to a lot of people at a reasonable price. And the issue is we get censored. We get our ads taken down for no reason because the the bot or someone reports it and says you know this is this is unacceptable content it is a person it is a transgender person it is a non-binary person it is someone in drag fully clothed you know underwear and a t-shirt with a rainbow flag over their shoulder whereas you know a lot of lingerie companies have three quarters naked women, maybe not even wearing a top. They just have their arm covering their nipples and they are allowed to run ads. Right. And so it's, it's really, it's a problem. And so what we're, what we're really excited about doing with this membership section is of course, bring people who are members, free shipping, if they do a lot of shopping of play out apparel on our site, but also a place to share content that we're not able to share in other places. My jaw. Because it gets flagged. Yeah. Um, I, my <laughs> jaw literally dropped. Yeah. Why, why yes. do you think yeah. that people would think that that's unacceptable? I mean, we said that, you know, society's become more accepting. Uh, there's more queer visibility, but still yet, you know, it's 2020. It's still and, there. And it's, it's still, still there. prevalent. It's, yeah, it's, it's still there. Yeah. The underlying current. Yeah. The underlying current is still there. You know, we were saying as progressive as you think you are or want to be, it's still there. Yes. Still there, which is so discerning, but yet you got to keep, you got to keep plunging forward and you got to keep having these important conversations, which, which play out does. Yes. Yes. We just, Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, which is like, thank you so much for having me on to talk with you guys and then to reach your audience because it's things that I maybe take for granted. And a lot of my life, I've just been like, you know, well, barrel through, this is the way it is. This is what you have to deal with. But I've faced so much so many or so many of these challenges that it's just normal to me but it's not normal to everyone and they don't even know that it exists whereas if they knew that it existed they would be upset about it and they would want to help me change it so i don't you know play out me queer people we don't have to be alone we shouldn't be alone in this fight but if you don't know that this is happening then you can't do anything about it so thank you for having a space to have these all i can say is hey election time is happening soon so we all know what we need to do we're just going to leave it without getting so political out there i don't want to you know go there but we all know what we need to do moving on i want to switch switch gears a little bit topics here i'm just curious about your designs and if you want to talk a little bit about some of your designers or the designer that you guys have now and how that's working out and also about you mentioned of course you're diversifying the line a little bit you're going more into streetwear i think i'm, I'm not sure if i'm saying that correct is that where you're yeah direction? yeah absolutely i love this question i love talking about it because again i think it's one of those things that E and I just know, and so we forget to tell people, but it's actually really cool, which is 
we specialize in prints. So we have some solid colored underwear that's a really super soft fabric that is always available on our site. And we also have underwear with really cool colors and prints. And everything is limited edition, limited edition. So when we sell out of a size, when we sell out of that print, we're not going to run it again. So that's a really cool thing to know. If you like one of the designs, definitely get it while it's available because we're constantly coming out with new ones. And the way that we come out with new ones is that E, my co-founder, business partner, best friend, chief marketing officer is a painter by education, by trade, and they've been in fashion for 20 years, but all during that time, they, they paint. They paint on canvas, they paint on cardboard, they paint on everything. And they actually hand paint our prints, which we then scan and digitize and print wow. on the fabric. So yeah, wow. when you, the current ones that we have available, for example, like our geometric gray design, or there's a, there's a multicolored geometric design they actually, it's a painting. You're wearing a painting. Um, so I love that. It's really exciting. And we're working on, for some of our membership area, actually, and other content, E is going to record themselves doing the painting. Um, and we're going to be sharing that process with everyone. And then we also work with LGBTQ plus artists and allies um, to have them do limited edition artist designs for us. So currently on our site, um, Zoe Bean, who is Liz's tattoo artist, and also I have a tattoo from her, the skeleton hands, and there was a dagger that we stole out of, and there was a switchblade. So so those were one of our, our first artist, limited edition, external artist prints that we offered. And we're really excited in the future to be working with more artists and then we have in the next month, new prints from Liz, from E coming out. They go by Liz or by E. So sorry if I switch back and forth. <laughs> we have, so we have new paintings, new painting underwear from E coming out. And we're coming out with a longer inseam boxer brief and trunks. So right now we offer low rise boxer briefs and trunks, which are on the shorter length. And so we're coming out with a longer length and also super excited to be coming out with jock straps for all genders. So it's really hard. I don't even know if you can find air quotes, women's jock straps, but we, we, that, right? so. <laughs> yeah, so we have designed yeah. the thing about jock straps as opposed to thongs, right? Is that thongs have the one strip of fabric up the back, right? right but Rockstraps right. have the leg holes and they have the leg elastic. So we have designed a pouch front, which is like our pouch trunks, our pouch bikinis, etc. And then we've designed a flat stitched front jockstrap. So all wow. genders available. And we're so excited wow. about these. They're so cute. It's, you know what, I'm, I'm shaking my head. I'm thinking, first of all, yeah, the art part, I'm thinking about our other person that we had on. Yeah. You guys could collaborate with no, seriously. Uh, her. She's an artist and so forth, this other person that we spoke to um, a week ago. But the art part is just amazing. Honestly, I mean, you know, you guys do all types of marketing. I would think like, hey, come purchase a, you know, a piece of our underwear. It's a piece of art. Like let people know that obviously they're wearing art. 
and the fact that all different types of artists are collaborating all these unique designs course, from a marketing perspective too, is that it's, I love the word limited. So mm -hmm. either buy it now or you will never get it. And I think that is such an incentive for people. I know I'm thinking, well, shoot, I, I'll, I'll buy it. Like, you know, cause I may not ever see this again. So it sounds like such different diversified things that quite frankly, you're not going to find anywhere else. A absolutely not. Yeah. And I mean, the funny thing is that, that we talk about a lot that we remind each other is that it's really exciting because there's so much that we want to do that we believe in that we're excited about making happen. We do not lack for ideas or for approaches, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, no. Go ahead. Alice. So what's your best seller? Like what, <laughs> what do people, I mean, you said it's limited edition, but is there a certain item that people just can't get enough of? So Mostly we sell box briefs and trunks. Um, we do sell a lot of pouch fronted thongs um, because that's another thing like air quotes men's. They don't really sell thongs. They sell jock straps for men, but other brands don't have a lot of men's thongs. And we're like, everything is available equally. We make thongs with a pouch or without. In terms of the designs, our bestseller recently was the geo multi colored pattern. And that is a painting of Liz or of ease. The, the colors are gorgeous. And we sold out, I think maybe we only have XL. I don't think we even have any XLs. I think we only have two X and three X left in that colorway and it's not happening again, right? In the boxer briefs. So, so people really love those colors. And I'm super excited about the new paintings um, along those same lines that we're going to have coming out in November for the winter. So everyone will just have to pay attention to what we're doing. Oh, it's amazing. Like my mom said, you're wearing a piece of art. I love it. I love it. And, and since you're such a gender inclusive company, how do you go about sizing so that it fits comfortably for both genders? Yeah, so we have a wide range of sizes. We go from small to 5X. And sometimes people email me or they email customer service and they're like, I'm a little bit confused about what style I should buy. And I'm like, buy whatever style you feel like. We have people of all genders, transgender, non-binary, cisgender, just buy whichever one they want. This You can see, you know, check the sizing chart in terms of the waist size, right? But in terms of, you know, is the extra fabric on the pouch front going to bother me? Or do I want the extra fabric? And I'm like, it's a personal choice. We have people of all genders wear either. So if you have anatomy that you want a pouch for, or if you want to wear a packer, then, you know, you might want the extra space. But we also have people that like the tightness of the flat fronted ones. So it's it's really just Check the sizing chart for the measurements and then whatever you're going to feel comfortable in is, is what we encourage you to, to wear. Interesting. Okay. My question is, can they return it? Because you know how that <laughs> works out when you've, you can't return underwear. Well, so sale items, no, but we do offer 14 days exchanges and returns as long as just like bathing suits, because you know you go to a, well, not in coronavirus, but you would go to a store and try on a bathing suit with your underwear on. So if you try yes. underwear yeah. with your underwear on underneath, 
then we can do an exchange for you or a return. Got it. A thought came to my mind. Where do you find your biggest population of customers out there? Like, where are you seeing, you know, is there a certain trend of certain areas of the country? Is it, of course, you're New York based, but now you're out in, I keep thinking you're California based, but of course you're New York based. Because you're in California, that's why. Where, where are you seeing your demographics? Well, I mean, definitely in the big cities, right? So New York, uh, Miami, LA, San Francisco. But what's really exciting for us is being able to reach queer people in the middle of the country. And that's the beauty of the internet, right? That's the beauty of social media. And that's the beauty of community. Because before the internet, I feel like a lot of queer people, LGBTQ plus people, especially young people, we're really isolated. And so we love it when we get orders across the country. We also get a lot of orders. Our style, I think, lends itself to Australia. We get a lot of orders from Australia. I also have personal connections to Australia, the big five English-speaking countries, if you will. So the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. And then we just got a big order today. Someone with a shipping address in Germany. Um, so that's really exciting because the internet has yeah, ship globally. Yeah. yeah, I think it's amazing too that you're reaching a population out there that just would never have had that connection to you guys ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I was thinking about when you were saying the middle of the country? I was thinking about Queer Eye and, yes. and oh how, how they reach oh um, so many people and touch so many lives. Now, Queer Eye needs to know about you. Yeah, they do. And We're going to make this happen, yeah, Abby. In watching their show and learning more about your story, it's been such an education for us to learn about how it must feel for the shopping experience of a queer person and one episode, they had a transgender person, yes. and he described that he never had a suit yes. because tailoring and the yes. experience and your clothing oh is just so amazing. And we just, we love Queer Eye. We, we love you. We, we, just, <laughs> we just want like, collaboration. We want colla- yes, because Tan, of course, is yes. the guy who- He's fashion. He's fashion. Yes. We, love, we love them all. Love you guys, whoever, which one. But anyway, but yeah, it was it was really an education for me, really, in speaking to you that I kind of knew about the flat front or the pouch and stuff like that, based upon this experience of this person who was so emotionally exhausted but so Mm -hmm. exhilarated after the experience of speaking to um, Queer Eye because they just had a completely different wardrobe. And really, you could see it in this person's face when they were admiring themselves in the mirror. And I think you were saying with the models who you had, of course, prior to um, COVID, who had this almost spark within themselves to be like, oh, my God, now on me, like, I can express me. I don't have to wear something that is so completely just not fitting or just not tailored to who I truly am. So, wow. Absolutely. And I think that it's just... From a day-to-day standpoint, when you get dressed, you're presenting yourself to the world. And if you're not feeling comfortable in what you're wearing, it's really hard to feel confident. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think what's so amazing about your clothes is that people finally are getting the chance to wear something that they see themselves in and are proud to wear it because it makes them feel good. That's the goal. (laughs) So I guess, you know, 
that's a good segue to what, what I'm thinking right now. So when you, 2014 is when you were conceived of the no, idea. 2014 is when, is when, we're sorry, you can speak, but yeah, yeah. yeah. is when you so started and then you have yeah the real excuse me yeah let me me clarify that that was pretty much your your goal like you just said it was your goal to have people feel comfortable in your clothing like and then it became this of course creating community community and so forth yeah so if you want to just comment on yeah so i think i always say and ian i always say that we're in the crazy together so starting any kind of business being an entrepreneur having a startup is a crazy thing to do it's not easy and so when I first started working on this, it was actually earlier. It was like 2012. And it came out of exactly what we're talking about, not finding what I wanted, what made me and my friends feel good. But I had zero background in fashion, zero background in retail, zero background in sourcing and manufacturing. And so it took me and my original business partner two years in research and development. And so we did launch in 2014, which is when we showed at Mondre Fashion Week, which was really amazing. And then we showed at Queer Fashion Week, which was in San Francisco in spring of 2015. And then we showed at Rainbow Fashion Week, uh, which that year we did 2015. That's in June. It's around New York City Pride. Oh, wow. Um, You know, it was really exciting, but it was also really hard because at that time, the startup ecosystem was different. I think that now there's a lot more awareness and interest and investment in non-tech companies. But years ago, getting startup funding, getting investors was very much the tech game, right? It wasn't so much available for consumer goods. So that has changed in the past five years. The indie lingerie market has changed. When I first started, Victoria's Secret dominated everything. And now you have brands like Third Love, which has only been around since 2015. You have brands like Nubian Skin. You have brands, and some of these brands are bra brands, right? And we don't don't make bras because they're very gendered and they're also very complicated (laughs) in terms of construction. But these brands didn't really exist, right? So we were a little bit on on the front end of that, which is hard. Blazing your own path is really hard. And we were also, we still are, but even five years ago, the conversation around non-gendered, gender-equal apparel didn't exist. So we were starting that conversation. So those are the three things that were happening when we first launched. And then my original business partner and I went our separate ways in 2016. And I had to take almost like a year and a half um, to step back and re-envision what my dream was, what I was building. And I love telling the story about how do you find a co-founder? How do you find, it's like a marriage. I mean, they're the last person I talk to at night, right? So how do you find that person? And me and I had been friends for a couple of years, actually since 2014. And they knew that I was building this. They knew that my business partner and I had, had gone our separate ways. And I knew that they were in fashion for 20 years. And I was saying to them, you know, this is what I want to do. These are my skill sets. This is what my previous business partner was responsible for. And I like having a business partner because 
it's really helpful to have two brains, to have someone else's input. He and I have spoken on panels about problem solving with business partners, about communication with business partners. And I was telling them, you know, I like to do X, Y, Z. I do not like to do ABC. I want someone with that interest and that passion and those skills and someone that aligns, you know, with my vision and sees the potential here, but I don't know how to find this person. And he just looked at me and we were, we were having an art day. We were hanging out and they said, well, I do ABC and I, you know, I'm really committed and believe in what you're building. Why don't I just do this with you? Why don't I join the crazy with you? And I said, are you serious? Because if you're serious, I am dead serious. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. And so we started gestating the relaunch um, and we relaunched sort of mid 2018. So I sort of see this as it's the same company. It's the same brand. It's our mission. But we relaunched in 2018 and we've been building since then. Well, incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say to you, of course, where do you see yourself in 10 years? But I can pretty much assume that you'll be uh, continuing this amazing path of fire and you're going to just blow up everybody around you. And (laughs) and and Alexandra and I, of course, because COVID at that time will be over. And uh, yeah. we're going to join the Pride Parade or do whatever to connect with you guys. We want to definitely continue our relationship for a long time. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Two years from now, it's going to be amazing. Well, <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah, is a yeah, little yeah, stretched yes, yes. out. Or like, let's say five. <laughs> what I would ask is, what is some advice that you would give to your past self in opening this business? Would you have done anything differently? You know, with the business, with my personal life, I don't really like to have regrets because you can't change anything. So instead of regrets, I take them as lessons, right? And for me, I wouldn't change anything. The lesson I would take is to trust myself and to believe in myself. That has been a personal journey. Luckily, I have amazing friends and E. So there, we sort of had an intense moment about a year and a half ago, where I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. And we were really stressed out with the business. And I said, you know, I don't know how to run this business. I don't know what I'm doing. And I kept seeking advice, constantly asking for reassurance from E, from other people, even little things like trying to write a business email. I'd be like, can you review this? And they were like, I trust you. If I didn't trust you, I wouldn't be in business with you. Even if something goes wrong, we just fix it. And so I think that it's believing in myself and trusting myself. If I had, you know, done that, if I had learned how to do that sooner, if I had given myself that advice sooner, you know, maybe we would be on an even higher level right now. But also I think that things take the time that they take and they're meant to happen when they're meant to happen. So I don't regret that or anything. It's just, if I could give myself past advice, that's what it would be for sure. Yeah. And you know what you're doing? The company is amazing. So I think that timing is meant to happen when it's meant to happen. Yeah. That's my comment too. I think, I think it's all about timing. I think life and from what we're doing and how we started, it's all about the time. 
because, and you always will, you know, and I love what you said is that, you know, you plunge forward, plunge forward. And I think that's just a really optimistic way to look upon things. I think for our listeners, they'd really appreciate that as well. You know, trying to define themselves, trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life or their livelihood. Yeah. And so absolutely. Forth. Well, my personal motto, and you can bleep this out if, if you need to, but my personal life motto is fucking figure it out. I, I love, love it. That. Well, guess what? <laughs> yes. So is mine. <laughs> I, knew, I knew we connected. Yeah. I say, what do I say, Alexandra? You don't like us. If you don't <laughs> like, right. If you don't like what I have to say on my podcast or our podcast, sorry, Alexandra, then go find yes. another fucking one. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. okay. So to wrap up, um, we have a segment, it's called heart to heart. And this is a conversation that you've had with someone or a personal insight into yourself that has changed you in some way. Hmm. You know, I don't like small talk. I like to show up and have heart to heart conversations all the time. Like there's, there's no point in not being real. So it's hard for me to just pick out one conversation, right? I have a few really dear heart friends that I sort of always talk about in such a loving and connected way. One of my friends is an incredible artist, singer, songwriter named Lindsay Cat. And instead of having small talk, bullshit conversations, when she enters it, meets someone or enters a new conversation, one of her first questions is, what makes your heart happy? You know, it's not, what do you do for work? It's, what makes your heart happy? And I, and I love that. And that has stayed with me a long time. I also, I somehow always have to come out as a burner. So I've been attending Burning Man for, oh my gosh, 12 years. And so I think that that fosters a real sense of connection. I have some very, very dear heart friends from that. And yeah, just being true to yourself. We love that. That's what we stand for. Absolutely. That's why we connected. Exactly. So where can people find you and, and shop your apparel? Definitely. So you can visit our website. It's playoutapparel.com. Um, if you Google play out apparel or play out underwear, you'll also find it. And then you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter, though we don't do very much on Twitter, at playoutnyc. So yeah, you can follow us on this, the socials and you can sign up for our newsletter on our website as well. Amazing. And you can follow us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast. We're also on Twitter at CFTH podcast. That's CFTH podcast. We're on Facebook coming from the heart podcast. And yeah, anything else, mom? No, oh, I'm, just, I'm thinking about that amazing uh, code that she gave us. I know, I know. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, don't forget. Um, if you want to donate to immigration equality and support coming from the heart podcast, yeah. when you are checking out on the playout apparel site, you can put the code in as heart podcast, and that'll tell us that you want your 20% net profit donation to go to the nonprofit that coming from the heart supports, which is immigration equality. Amazing. We are so happy to partner with you. And we really love this cause that we picked just because of not only what's going on right now, but just how prevalent it is. And we really appreciate you for coming on. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's we been really you. wonderful. We, we love you. This is awesome. This has been so amazingly fun. Yes. And one more thing. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more, and wherever you stream your podcasts. I love when you say that, Alexandra. Thank you, Abby. XOXO Helene.